Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you weekend fantasy updates. All right, welcome back for our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina and George Kurtz hanging out with you this weekend. Sean Angle, the Fantasy Prince, producing our show, doing a great job as always. And a happy uh, Father's Day weekend to all of you out there. Any uh, big plans there, George, or just basically uh, getting on a recliner, maybe uh, watching some games and uh, taking a nap? You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> years ago, uh, mm-hmm. this is uh, probably it's going to be six, seven years ago. You know, on Father's Day, my wife uh, comes to me. She goes, "I'm, t- I'm taking the kids uh, and going to uh, my sister's. Happy Father's Day." And that may sound uh, like mean. She wasn't being mean. <laughs> what she was right. saying is, "Listen, stay home, order some mm-hmm. pizza, watch the games, and enjoy." I was like, you know, because my kids were younger back then. You know, they were talking six, seven years ago. My one daughter's probably two or three. The other one's six. And she just said, yeah, I think you're taking the – oh, this is great. I can just go watch the games. I think I playing Boston that weekend too. So it was a nice uh, – you know, yeah, watch the Yankees-Boston. It was, it, was it, was, it was a good Sunday for me. Good, good mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, uh, this yeah. weekend, um, uh, what am I doing for Father's Day here? Um I think my uh, my mom's not coming over because uh, she's going to my step. My mom, when I was away on vacation, my mom came with us, so mm-hmm, she's going mm-hmm. to her, she's going to her husband's, uh, my step to, uh, stepsister's uh, mm-hmm. house. So she's going there. My brother's supposed to come over, but uh, I'll uh, believe that when I see it. And I believe some <laughs> of my wife's family will will be here, uh, maybe. And that what it was supposed to rain, Joe, and now it's not going to rain. I think I see here. Uh, no, no, oh, no, no, it's back to rain, bastards. Oh, boy. They can never make up their <laughs> mind here. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. when it's going to start, but yeah, it's back to, uh, back to rain tomorrow. So it may be a very, uh, you know, honestly low 70s anyway. If it's rainy, but obviously we won't be outside, which is a shame because mm-hmm. I got a nice volleyball net, uh, set up out there. Look and, at you. Uh, yeah, my, my mom got it from my daughter. I said my daughter's a volleyball player. So she got it from mm-hmm, my daughter. Mm-hmm. This is a, a nice, this is a really nice volleyball net. So I set mm-hmm. it up during the week here. So, uh, but if it rains, that'll be, uh, obviously that'll be taken out. So I think it'll be yeah. uh, more of a low key, you know, low key tomorrow because of the weather here. Not too many people uh, are coming over. So, uh, you know, we still might have a barbecue, but I might have to, I have a tent set up out there so we can put the barbecue under a tent. So, uh, you know, get some burgers, some dogs, uh, steak. I'm a, I'm a big steak guy, so I, I wouldn't mind a steak. Carnivore, huh? Uh, and and I don't want you barbecuing. I want you, you know somebody barbecuing for you. It's your day. You're dead. Oh, my my wife will barbecue. She's uh, I, I imagine okay. she. I might I might help out a little bit, but she uh, mm-hmm. she she probably. My wife's a very very good cook on on no matter what the surface is, you know, oven mm-hmm, barbecue, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. She's really uh very good, but I. She'll be doing the barbecuing tomorrow. Although I don't mind helping, I kind of like barbecuing a bit, and it's right by. You know, I can still see the game from there. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, happy uh, Father's Day weekend to you, to you, George. Hope you have a, a great day uh, on Father's Day. So uh, let's. Thank you uh, you too, Joseph. Yeah. You're allowed oh, to have you, a good day you. too. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit more pitching. Then we're going to get into some football uh, a little later on in the show. Uh, we had talked about uh, Jamison Tayon and uh, how it uh, looks like he might not be back till after the All-Star break. But then it made me look at the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, pitching staff. And, uh, you know, Ray Searage was uh, always uh, revered as kind of like this pitching guru. But uh, entering this weekend, 
Pirates pitching staff had the 28th worst ERA among the 30 baseball teams, a 5.23 T- team ERA. So I'm, I'm looking here, and, uh, you know, you have uh, Chris Archer, who uh, this week, uh, this Tuesday night, gave up five home runs to the Braves in six uh, innings pitched. Uh, velocity down a couple of ticks over the past couple of years. I mean, read an article by Tony uh, Wolf of the Fangrass, wrote about how bad his sinker has become. Then you have uh, Joe Musgrove. Uh, had an ERA of 1.54 in April, and in his last starts, 7.59. Mitch Keller, uh, killer. I call him Killer because he killed me. Mitch Keller, <laughs> their top prospect, in two starts so far this season, 15.43 ERA in seven innings pitched. I mean, I know it's a very small sample size, but uh, you know, uh, what has happened with the uh, race series? Has, has the game passed them by, George? I mean, listen, Archer's a concern. All right, what the hell happened to this guy? Uh, I don't know if it's serious. I mean, we were seeing Archer decline with the uh, with the uh, the Buccaneers, uh, with the Rays. <laughs> the Rays, yeah. All right, uh, we were seeing him uh, decline with the with the Rays. Uh, he was uh, mm-hmm. he was yeah, it was something off. But you would have thought, okay, trade to the National League, you know, weaker lineups facing the uh, the opposing pitcher uh, should be better for should be better for anybody. Right. Well, has it worked out that way so far? Mm-hmm. Right? Has it worked out that way? And he looks, he looks bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's from, uh, uh, to use an old Sparky Lyle uh, line, from pretty much from Cy Young to Sayonara, where he, he, just, he just, I don't know if I'm starting Archer right now, Joe. I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, I, think I don't think I can. Yeah. Right. He, he's on my bench. Uh, mm-hmm. He's probably closer for me. It's closer to me releasing him. And I don't, I don't own him mm-hmm. in any league. Uh, but he's closer to me releasing him. Than starting him, and I think mm-hmm. that's, that's scary to see how well the decline so quickly. Yeah, you, know, you look at him; he's older than I thought. He's thirty. I, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't realize he's been he's been around eight years. I didn't, didn't realize. Small that. frame too, very small yes. frame. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and that always concerns me. He's got that Pedro Martinez frame, you know, very mm-hmm. thin, and then those guys do tend to flame out at a certain point, and you wonder is this his flame out? This is to be the odds are this will be the fourth straight season with an ERA above four. And it's mm-hmm. gone up 402, 407, 431. And right now, that's a that horrific 573. I mean, it's it's majorly concerning because, once again, National League, easier lineups. You pitch in one of the, what's considered to be one of the better pitcher ballparks in baseball. Then you right. can't get anybody out. And yeah, he did have that good start against Atlanta, and then he blew up against Atlanta. Other than that, it's a whole bunch of whole home starts. Four runs, seven innings, four runs, five innings, three runs, five innings, six and three and two thirds, six and four. You know, there's some concern here. He did have a good start against San Fran. You know, he had a nice little stretch when he when the season started, but it's been a disaster since really since May. So uh, there's some issues here. You know, and right now, best advice is for me is I'm not starting him. I'm not releasing him yet, but I certainly ain't putting him in my lineup. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Joe Musgrove? Uh, you know, I brought up the fact 1.54 ERA in April, uh, 7.59 ERA in his last star- uh, nine starts. Are you? You know, holding on to him, or has he gotten to the point where he's droppable? He always was. This is nobody mm-hmm. special, as far as Joe Musker <laughs> is concerned. He, uh, His mom thinks he's special. I'm sure he, she does. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I mean, he's he's that bottom of the roster guy. You know, uh, fantasy wise, and your staff that's SP five, SP six. You want to throw him out there every now and it's fine. I would started him this week too. You know, you got this two-start week. Yes, the he got screwed week, yes, in, so, in the Josh yeah. Donaldson game. I don't know what Josh Donaldson's problem was. Uh, once again, for those who don't know, Donaldson got grazed by a pitch. I mean, they, I think it barely hit his shirt, and Donaldson flipped out about it. And they, uh, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a brawl. They, you know, had one of those uh, meeting of the minds of everybody at the, at the pitcher's mound. Uh, but Donaldson was very. I don't know if there was something personal going on there. That those two had a history. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Whatever it might be. But they both got thrown out of the game. And it was, I think, it was in the first inning. So Musgrove's, you know, two start week pretty much went, uh, went down the tubes because that what the uh, Pirates did. And I don't blame them for doing this. Because he only threw a smattering of pitches in that first inning. They brought him back two days later to face the Braves again. And he got mm-hmm. hammered, you know. But for the two-start week, he was supposed to face Miami in his second start. I know Miami's hitting better, but you'd still rather face the Marlins than the Braves. So those who started Musgrove this week got got screwed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, yes, you, you got screwed. But I would have mm-hmm. done it too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Trevor Williams expected to rejoin the Pirates rotation uh, in the upcoming week. Three point three three ERA, one point. 
1-3 whip. Uh, I know you're not excited about having Trevor Williams back, but uh, and I know you like to wait sometimes before you put a pitcher in your lineup once they're coming back from a an injury. But uh, are you waiting on Trevor Williams, or you would you consider putting him in your lineup this week? Uh, once again, he, he's a guy who depends on what else I have. Uh, am, yeah. am I excited? No, <laughs> I'm certainly not I know, excited. I know, I know no better to ask. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, he's, he's nothing special. But uh, mm-hmm. whether or not I start him won't depend. If it's a two-start week, yeah. He, uh, I always look at this. If your pitcher has a two-start week and you're not starting him, all right. If one of those starts in color, there are always things that you could I can make an, uh, uh, make a case for. But uh, if you're not starting a pitcher in a two-start week, why is he on your roster? Mm-hmm. And really, I get it. If one of those starts in Colorado, sure, that could be uh, one reason why. But other than something silly like that, why is he on your roster? You right. know, it it, really, it just point. comes down to pretty much that simple for me. Uh, so that that's the way I would I would look at that. Whichever Williams, the guy. Once again, if I need the start, if I think who else I have out there, there's a chance he might be in my lineup. Yes. Right. Any thoughts on Mitch Keller? Like I mentioned, uh, seven innings pitch and two starts, fifteen point four three ERA. Uh, you know, got uh, his numbers in his first start were pretty ugly, but then uh, you know people were noted, mentioning, hey, you know, he kind of settled down after that initial little uh, blip that he had. Uh, yeah, I I got fooled twice on him. Tell you the truth, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I picked him up for nothing uh, in a fifteen team league to stash him, you know, uh, a few weeks ago. But uh, what do we do, Mitchell? Uh, should, I, should I hold on to him, or uh, what, what do we do with him? Well, in a keeper of dynasty league, I definitely hold on to Mitch Keller. Yeah. He's one of the better prospects for the Pirates. Uh, redraft yeah, this is league. Redraft. Yeah. This is redraft. Mm, once again, it comes down to who. Uh, who would you release him for? That sort mm-hmm. of thing. And everyone will be. Uh, everyone will have a different question. Uh, he struggled in his first couple of. I mean, once again, it's the small. It's a small sample sizes. Yeah, but he mm-hmm. struggled. You yeah, know, maybe uh, once again, it's, it's an adjustment. I do like Mitch Keller. I think in time he will be a good pitcher. That time could be 2022, though, for all we know. You know, so I think uh, I don't think he's going to help you much this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, also on that on that team. I have uh, I'm stashing. It's a 15 team league, very deep, and uh, need some help in pitching. So I have uh, Zach Galen. I know you're not too crazy about him because of uh, you know what the, the the Marlins team behind him, but uh, he is pitched lights out. And I have uh, Cease. Dylan, is his first name Dylan, Dylan Cease from the White Sox? That's uh, supposedly, yeah, yeah. Supposedly he'd be coming up uh, within the next, I don't know, maybe month or so. I guess it depends on uh, what the White Sox want to do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be difficult for me to trust Keller and put him back in. Speaking of uh, minor league pitchers, did you see that Justice Sheffield, former uh, Yankee prospect, that was in that uh, James Paxton's, Paxton trade, got demoted to Double A. Uh, this is a guy, man, he, he pitched very well in spring training. You know, I was doing a, a draft uh, in early March, and I picked him up in the in the uh, late rounds, thinking that, you know, with a good spring, that uh, the, the Mariners would, you know, bring him with them and, uh, for opening day. But he started the season in the minor leagues. 6.87 ERA, George. 1.8 whip. Gave up eight runs in an inning and two-thirds on Thursday. Got demoted to double A. Yeah, he was never going to start the season with Seattle. They were going to protect their uh, – get that extra year. So that that was never mm-hmm. going to happen. But I did think we'd see him at some point this year, but he had struggled. Uh, struggled mightily. Now, mm-hmm. you always wonder with these young players, uh, was there an attitude problem going on too? Because of sort of what you mentioned. Oh, you know, he wanted to be with the team. He's not. So he's all of a sudden, you know – uh, Yeah. Yeah, he's – You think it's a mental ass, thing? Sort of thing? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't read enough about it there. I mean, Sheffield mm-hmm. is uh, probably eventually an SP2 in the majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where he's. Uh, I think that's his upside there. I, mean, I guess his upside could be a low end SP one, but I think most people expect him to be an SP two. So the talent is there. You know, for some reason it's not working out right now for whatever reason. Once again, see, you think about it, young guy who has gone from New York to Seattle. You know, I understand they don't. The minor leagues are a little uh, geography is a little different, but still, that's a, it's a big culture change there that he's got to make. So mm-hmm. you wonder if that plays a part in this. Well, it's going to take some time to get used to it. But yeah, I, I did see it too that he got demoted. It wasn't pitching well. Uh, it could be a wake up call. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know you have talent. You're not showing it. Let's go. You know, that sort of thing here. Uh, I mean, he wasn't going to help you this year anyway, so uh, I'm not – and once – you talk about Dynasty Keeper League. Mm-hmm. He stays. He, just, he, just, he stays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hold on mm-hmm. to him. You see what happens here. I'm not hitting – I don't I don't believe I own him in any Dynasty Leagues. But if, if I did, 
I generally, I generally leave those guys alone anyway. At least till draft time. That's when you, uh, when you're drafting other young players. That's when you got, may have to release some minor leaguers that didn't, aren't out the bar performing very well. You know, that's when I worry about that. Sheffield stays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Granke flirted with a no hitter on Thursday night, uh, but uh, no hit bid ended. Uh, Trey Turner single to lead off the bottom of the seventh. He made an interesting comment. He basically told reporters that pitching a no hitter would just probably be more of a hassle than anything. Uh, so, any thoughts on that? Even the Yankee announcers the, the other night were talking about Zach Greinke that maybe the Diamondbacks would make him available uh, in a trade. So, uh, what do you think about his comments? Number one, and if he was available in a trade, I mean the, the Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, this offseason, they already let um, uh, Gold, Goldie go. So uh, maybe they're going to look into to, you know, rebuild here. Uh, what do you think about Greinke? Uh, no chance he'll ever come to New York or Boston or, L, uh, or any kind of high media uh, town. Uh, he has an anxiety problem, which is why the Yankees weren't very interested in him in the first, pro- first case. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, Zach, Zach's not going to anything. New York and Boston, Philadelphia would be a town like that as well. There'd be no right. chance. Well, you imagine Philadelphia. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be way too big a risk. Way too big a risk with someone with his, uh, his issues to go there. So, uh, no, mm-hmm. uh, even if they did. Uh, put him out. There. He makes a lot of money too, so that'd be an issue. He's pitching very well, yeah, mm-hmm. but he's getting up there in age. So uh, no, uh, mm-hmm. he's he's not. He might be that guy that comes loose that I was talking about earlier that we don't we mm-hmm. didn't expect that was a right, come right. loose. But even if he does, I don't think it'll be the hit with the Yankees or like said, or Boston or Philadelphia, anything like that. Just uh, not his kind of town. I think most major league uh, executives know that. Right, right. What do you think about what he said about uh, the pitching? You know, here is that just kind of like a telltale sign of. Kind of what you're intimating about his uh, about his personality that you know doesn't like high pressure situations in a way doesn't want to pitch in Boston or New York isn't built for it and maybe isn't built to you know all the attention that would go along with pitching a no hitter it's kind of a weird statement if you ask me it's a hassle first thing I first thing I thought about it was well this is what you say to protect yourself when you didn't get it yeah. you know oh I didn't care anyway. You know, he had to care. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to care. Uh, I, you know, he said, I already had one, so there's nobody, I don't really care about getting another one. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one's a fluke, too. Uh, hey, you pitched two. You can look at it that way, too. So well, I'm sure he wanted it. He had to. But he is a different cat. You know, he does think differently. You know, Trevor Bauer is the same way. You know, they do think differently here, so maybe there's something to that. But uh, I, I have to believe he cared. I think he was just saying, yeah, you know, he had to be disappointed if this is just what he was saying to protect himself. Gotcha. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to switch gears, cover a little fantasy football, maybe talk a little best ball draft strategy. Sony Michelle in the news, Cam Newton. My New York Giants always in the news. Baker Mayfield got lots to talk about. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update, little Beastie Boys bringing us back. You a big uh, Beastie Boys guy? I mean, George? I like Beastie Boys. I don't know if I'd say uh depends upon your definition of big, but I did like the Beastie Boys, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I just saw, like, within the past week or two, uh, one of their members passed away. Uh, I, I know love, one uh, passed away a while back. Yes, yes, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that I'm aware of. But I could, I could swear I saw in the news that maybe uh, another uh, of the founding members Remember, you got to fight um, for your right to party. Yeah, yeah. I, if someone, uh, if, I, if it recently, I didn't see it, so I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, no, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for it now. Google. I don't see it, but uh, maybe I was dreaming. But anyway, uh, <laughs> like the 
the Beastie Boys. Uh, and hey, Ed, before you get to talking a little, we want to talk a little uh, best ball draft strategy, uh, fantasy football, whatnot. Uh, New York Post, uh, bad job by them. Yeah, I, I buy the post. Uh, I buy the post every day because yeah, we, we like to read the uh, box scores, right? And I know you can get them online. But uh, sometimes I don't feel like clicking all the buttons. Like, you know, you, you, I'd like to get them all on one page sometimes. But and so I, I also just like to have a physical newspaper sometimes, George, because, you know, you go through like maybe page eight or nine, you find this little blip of a story that uh, intrigues you that you wouldn't normally see. So they raised their prices this week from uh, – it used to be a dollar. They just doubled it. <laughs> so now it's $2 for for a New York Post paper. Bad job by them. I guess maybe they, they just want to push all the uh, attention to their digital version. But uh, here's a story that came out uh, from the Post. And this is why sometimes I like to get a physical newspaper because you, you don't you automatically see this thing. So here it is. A South Carolina woman, George, who police say was driving drunk will not be cited with a DUI because her vehicle of choice was a toy truck. So uh, news outlets quote police as saying that instead they charged uh, the 25-year-old Megan Holman with public intoxication. They said that they spotted her cruising down the road in a Power Wheels electric toy truck uh, after a caller reported a suspicious person on the street. So she was driving about a mile away from her home when they stopped her. But she wasn't driving like a, you know, a, a, a motor vehicle. She was driving a toy truck. That's the kind of news, the heartbreaking news you just don't get every day. You know, you can probably find us online, by the way, and save yourself two bucks. Oh, you can. You, know. you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, what do you want me to tell you? I, I don't know what the definition of the uh, the, uh, the uh, law is there. I do know people have gotten arrested for different things. I think what you said at the end is probably <laughs> what uh, the motor vehicle. Maybe it's, it's right, right. gas involved or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why they can't charge her with uh uh, DWI, that'd be my guess mm-hmm. here, something along those lines here, because I know people have been charged for uh, driving drunk on, like, uh, riding mowers. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard about that and other uh, other weird things, because uh, I guess they are still vehicles. But I'm guessing mm-hmm. because it's a toy truck and not one that has uh, gasoline. That would be my guess as to why. Right, right. Hey, man, you get one of these toy trucks that with a fully charged battery, uh, you know, they maybe, they, what do they go, maybe five miles an hour? I mean, you can hurt someone. So it's a, it's a serious uh, – hopefully it's not an epidemic, and uh, g- glad the police, uh, you know, got her off the road. So, yes, yes, yeah. right about there. No more, no more toys for you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so well, let's turn our attention to a little fantasy uh, football. Uh, how far along are you in your uh, preparation? Are you doing any mock drafts or whatnot or – you started your rankings, or I know your rankings are always there, but maybe you start to tweak them and stuff. How, how far uh, into it are you, George? Uh, not very. I won't worry about rankings or really tweaking them until training camp. Like I said, football mm-hmm. is pretty much dead now. You know, this, this mm-hmm. is the time of year where all the uh, all of your uh, executives and coaches they all you know they all fear because the players are out on their own now until training camp begins within about uh, five six weeks. All right, mm-hmm. so now they're all out on their own, uh, and that's that's the problem here. You know, so uh, <laughs> you know, you hope everybody takes care of themselves. That doesn't do anything mm-hmm. stupid. We know somebody will or somebody's will. It happens every year. You know, but that's what we're waiting for now. Everyone just to uh, return safe and sound when training camp opens. Right. No drama, no arrests, and whatnot. Right. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be very mm-hmm. nice. Uh, you do any? Uh, do you do any uh, best ball drafts or? I haven't done any yet, but generally I do. Yes. No. So how does your strategy change from like you know? Let's say most of the leagues that we play in are head to head leagues, right? Uh, uh, but uh, how does your strategy change uh, when it comes to best ball leagues? I'll take more chances. Yeah, you know, with guys who uh, maybe not as consistent but could have big games. The idea of best ball is they're going to take your best player. You know, your, your receiver, you might get your best three receiver points. If you take six receivers, the best three count. Not just the ones you started, mm-hmm. just the best three. So I will take right. more chances when it comes down to that. Like, guys, you figure, like, Ted Ginn comes to mind. You know, he might have those sure. big 70-yard catches one day. Guys like that. Guys who are really not interested in, in in your regular leagues, your redraft leagues. But in the best ball, they'll catch my eye a little bit more. Right, guys that you know have an opportunity to uh, you know blow up. That uh, you know, like uh, you know, I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm trying to 
pull up the depth chart for the Saints. Uh, or how about a Cortland Sutton? He's a good best ball uh, buy, right? A guy that, you know, high expectations from last season. No, Trey Quan, uh, the guy from the Saints I was thinking of was Traquan Smith. You, you mentioned Tag In, which I think is a very good, good one as well. Yeah, Traquan Smith is uh, better than Cortland Sutton. I mean, I don't see many mm-hmm. points happening. You don't like Cortland Sutton? No. What are you expecting out of Denver? Uh, thin air. Okay. I don't know how it's going to give you fantasy points. Yeah. No, so I you're just totally little... avoiding Denver? No. I wouldn't say totally avoiding. I don't see him being a great <laughs> best ball play. Yeah, Wilson. Mm-hmm. I got to get. Uh, I got to get him. I don't. I don't see that. I'm very. I don't want to say I have no interest. I'm not saying you got to get him. But he's a guy that has upside, I think. No. You're playing in a blar offense with Joe Flacco. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Manuel Sanders going to miss probably half a camp. Who knows what we're going to get out of him. Flacco's got to throw the ball misses. to somebody. But don't make me defend uh, Cortland Sutton. I'm just saying that you know, he has an opportunity for a little upside. No? No. Nope. Just telling you, not somebody I want. Not somebody I okay. think is going to be great, a great best ball guy. I look at guys who are uh, in big play offenses. You know, who, mm-hmm. but aren't obviously aren't the star players. Ted Ginn fits that mold. Somebody you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, starting because you might have two catches for 18 yards, could have two catches for 112 yards, two touchdowns. That kind of player. Yeah, because you know Drew Brees. So you're looking at the, the Packers somebody. wide receivers, right? Quinemia St. Brown, the the Valdez Scantling kind of guys. Maybe even a Jake Cooper. Uh, let's what see. What? The Packers right. going to be a little tougher because we don't know what their offense is really going to be yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have to assume it's going to be with, uh, you know, my Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball over the place. Once again, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mm-hmm. assume that. But, you know, we've heard no- noise that they want to somewhat protect him, you know, uh, be more of a, uh, I don't want to say a an even offense because I think that'd be kind of silly. You know, mm-hmm. once again, uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got to be the guy that either wins it, really either wins it or loses it for you. But, right. you know, what they do is they say one thing and might do another. You know, where they could say all the right we, – listen, we see this in camp a lot. It's the old thing I like to say. When, when can you tell a coach is uh, lying? His lips move. Right? right? So what they say now, what they actually do when the bullets are flying, the games are real, generally you're going to put the, uh, the ball into the hands of your best player, and that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, so mm-hmm. why I'm a little bit wary because of the new coach, I, I have to think in the end it's, it's Aaron Rodgers or bust. And, yeah, there'll mm-hmm. be somebody – Who's going to bust out? The problem is Rodgers seems to be playing everybody up right now. You listen to him, it can't be. Oh, he loves all his receivers. We know Devontae Adams is going to be great. And he even says Devontae Adams, he wants to throw the ball more to him. I don't know how much more you can throw to him, but okay. No, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Adams is already a, you know, a first, second-round pick anyway. But he's played up MVS. That he, how, how much good he looks. He's played up a couple of the other young receivers here. There's going to be somebody there outside of Devontae Adams that has a big season. But right now... Man, it's sort of good luck as to guessing who that player is. Could be more than one. Could be one in particular. He seems to like them all. We'll see in training camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you handle drafting quarterbacks? Do you handle that differently in a best ball? I know that in you know in, in the head-to-head traditional uh, fantasy football leagues, uh, you tend to wait. But, uh, you know, at best ball, basically, you're drafting a team and then you kind of set it and forget it, right? You, it's not like you're putting in a weekly lineup. Uh, the the, the, uh, the system that you're using picks the best uh, performances of the week. So, first of all, you're making sure that you get, uh, obviously, a top-notch quarterback. Do you hit the quarterback position a little bit earlier? And do you make sure that you have three viable options? You're still happy with having two? Well, that's the key there. In a redraft league, I am probably not drafting a backup quarterback. Probably mm-hmm. not. Depends on the league. I mean, in some leagues, uh, you don't you don't go in planning and draft a backup quarterback, but then all of a sudden seven or eight are being taken. You sort of don't have a choice. Just make sure you get somebody mm-hmm. decent. And at best ball, though, once again, you're taking your best quarterback for that week. Quarterbacks generally score the most points. You have to draft at least two and probably three. The problem is that third one, depending on how late you're waiting, I don't know if I'm going to draft a uh, uh, think of a bad quarterback here. You know, somebody on uh, whoever's on Ryan Fitzpatrick or someone like that. Who I'm Case not Keenum. Much. <laughs> Case Keenum. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go with guys uh-huh. like that. And I think that, that might be kind of a waste because you have to remember, you already said it. Best ball, it is drafted and, you know, draft it and leave it, which means injuries. Mm-hmm. You get hurt. You better have a lot of running backs. You better have a lot of wide receivers. You also have to draft extra tight ends. Same thing. And, and mm-hmm. well, it's quarter, tight ends to me are sort of like quarterbacks. Generally, I would only draft one. 
You know, now I probably I have to lift at least two, probably three. Three would be my mm-hmm. optimum number, depending on who's out there. Sure, you know, I agree. How I've yeah. gone. So uh, yeah, I'm drafting multiple quarterbacks. No doubt, I am. You know, multiple tight mm-hmm. ends. You want to cover yourself in case of injuries. You know, best ball, you want to have a chance where, hey, this guy had a big week. You know, so uh, I'm covered there in case one of these other guys falls flat. We also know when it comes to tight end, it, the position is thin. You know, you got a mm-hmm. couple of great ones, and then you got a couple of okay ones, and it gets real scary real quick there at tight end. Quarterback, we know, is very deep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose I, I'll have two. I know I can get two good quarterbacks. In, or two quarterbacks I like in best ball. I would like three, though. In a perfect world, I would like three. But a lot of times in best ball, Joe, I'll have to make a decision. You know, uh, when I'm drafting, do I want that third good quarterback? Or, you know, there's one last running back that I wouldn't mind getting there. One last mm-hmm. wide receiver that's, you know, that's in that tier. You know, what's more important to me? You know, you got to sort of make that determination there. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming in best ball, by the way, it's always four points for a touchdown pass. If it was six, it would be an easy choice towards the quarterback. Assuming it's four, I almost always lean, almost always lean towards uh, the position, the position play, the, uh, the running back or the wide receiver. Because that's the position that's probably mm-hmm. going to have more injuries than anything else. And obvious, and you're doing this in all leagues, by the way, at least you should be. You mm-hmm. generally want to make sure your quarterbacks don't have the same bye week. You know, that's why you, uh, you're not losing no, points that absolutely. week in best ball. Yes. You know, uh, yes. so we, we all say that, but sometimes we all make that mistake. You know, yes, and it, I've done I'm it guilty. too. Are guilty? Yes. Yeah. I'm guilty. Because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that, I can't believe this quarterback stuff. I'm grabbing them. Then you realize, oh, crap. You know, same uh, bye week as my other quarterback. Damn it. It happens. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, right. uh, you got so excited that the guy was available, you didn't expect it, that you didn't realize he, uh, you know, he's got the same bye week as your other guy, and he got screwed there. It happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were mentioning, uh, you know, quarterback being a deep position. So I, I just pulled up the uh, ADPs on the uh, NFC uh, w- website for quarterbacks. So, I mean, the top 15, I'm not going to run through who they are, but I, maybe we'll take a look at the, the next five. You know, um, the, the, let me get your take on uh, these quarterbacks that are just outside the top 15 in ADP right now. Uh, so, um, Mitch Trubisky, quarterback for the Bears, is he a number one quarterback for you, or or not? What do you think about Trubisky this year? I mean, I like him. He's not a number one quarterback for me. No, you're just saying no? he's outside the top okay. fifteen. There's a reason he is. Well, you uh, might not agree. Co- <laughs> no, the quarterback is extremely deep, extremely mm-hmm. deep. Uh, I've said it before. I'm not saying. I won't have a Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers. And once again, I'm talking about one quarterback leagues. If you're going to right. talk about two quarterback leagues, super flex, that changes things dramatically. You know, I'll draft quarterbacks early and often in those kinds of leagues. But in a one quarterback league, I'm not going to spend a third round pick on Mahomes. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. All right. And this has nothing to do with the Tyreek Hill situation, by the way. Even if I knew Hill was going to play from week one, I still wouldn't be doing it. Uh, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not spending a fourth or fifth round pick on him. Not when I can grab a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, running back two, running back three, and, and still get a very good quarterback later on. I mean, I'm, I just can't do it. I, I can get Russell Wilson rounds later. You know, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. rounds later, Roethlisberger, Mayfield, and, uh, Andrew Luck, Ryan. You go on and on here. Deshaun Watson, quarterback is loaded. I don't need to spend that pick early on. No, I don't have Trubisky anywhere near my top. Uh, whenever we talk about this, for me, I always assume 12 team leagues, not 10, even though I'm very well aware yeah. that uh, 10, t- a 10 team league is by far the most popular. People don't want to admit that, but it is as far as mm-hmm. local leagues are concerned. ESPN will tell you that every year when they do their numbers. Uh, 10 team leagues are by far the most popular. But I think for most of our listeners, we play in 12 team and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I prefer 12. 15 is, is very good also because it's, it's competitive. But uh, yeah, so uh, just the, the top five, according to uh, the NFC website, um, we have uh, Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, Watson, and Baker Mayfield at number five. Are you a little surprised that May- Mayfield, the five, uh, ahead of Ryan, ahead of Wilson, ahead of Breeze? Am I surprised? Probably. I'm more surprised about this, Joe. Uh, I, I have no problem with Mayfield. But that means if he's top five that you're spending a sixth-round pick on him, seventh-round pick? I'm not doing that because he is a gamble. Mm-hmm. You mean, the other guys you mentioned, they've done it before. We know what they can do. We're, you know, we're not sure about Mayfield. We think, but we're not sure. And therefore, if I'm not sure, there's no reason for me to spend that pick on him. Uh, once again, I'll wait three rounds later and get the guys I just mentioned. 
you know, Wentz, Wilson, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, you go on and on here with these guys that are available. I, I'll see no reason to, to take that chance of round six on him. I just won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Uh, no, right, right. Uh, and uh, I guess when we come back from commercial, I want to talk a little bit more about May- Baker Mayfield and uh, how he's getting along with his his teammates. But uh, we have less than a minute left. I, I, I seem to remember that Drew Brees kind of tailed off as the season, uh, you know, ended last year. I mean, his numbers are still very good. I mean, finished off with uh, 3,992 passing yards. But that's uh, almost 400 less than the season before. No concerns about more of a tail-off? Oh, there are concerns. There are absolutely concerns. Now, the question is, is it all Breeze or because they really didn't have that second receiver all year long? Mm -hmm. At the end, teams really took away Michael Thomas uh, as well. Right, right, right. All right, when we come back, continue talking. A little fantasy football here. Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. The Culprian is back. Godzilla. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Godzilla back in the movies, George. Uh, from what Yay. I understand, uh, cr- critics uh, don't like it, but uh, yeah, the fan, the people that actually go to the, the mo- see the movie, they like it. So I guess if you're a Godzilla fan, you know, more power to you, right? I never was, uh, not back in the day, not now. I wasn't uh, wasn't that guy. I was always the guy. I remember, uh, it's funny, I was, uh, my cousin and I were talking about this when I was down uh, in Florida because, uh, you know, back on Thanksgiving, we'd all go to my grandma's house back in the day, and uh, it'd be a rush. Uh, it wasn't like it quite was today where, you know, it's TVs in all the room. You don't have to really worry about it. But back then, it was really only two TVs, and one was a big screen. It'd be a rush to get to that big screen so I could watch the football games over those cousins that wanted to watch the Godzillas and the uh, yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Young, you know King Kong. Yeah, that, that, that was back that was in the on. day. Yes, yes, great stuff. Boo! Great stuff. All right. Boo. Well, look, I, I was a I was a serious Godzilla fan growing up, and if you're serious about fantasy football, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based season projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY, the NFL 365 fantasy football package, only at rotoexperts.com. Good stuff from the Roto experts. So, uh, you know, as a kid, George, just back to Godzilla and all these uh, monster movies, right? Uh, here in the New York area, uh, Saturday mornings on uh, Channel 9, a, a local channel, uh, they would show, you know, monster movies. You know, you'd watch, it was different when we were kids, right? I mean, cartoons you'd only see like after school and syndication, right? And then on Saturday mornings, and maybe a, a few on Sunday, but Saturday morning was the big time for, for cartoons. But uh, on Channel 9, local Channel 9, they used to show, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Mothra, Gamera, the flying. Uh, the flying turtle that uh, spewed fire. <laughs> Good stuff. But you were never into that, huh? Nope. nope. Not at all. I no. watched my cartoons. You're a strange man. You're a strange man. Thank you. 
so much. <laughs> so we were talking. Uh, we were talking fantasy football before. I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, we talked about Baker Mayfield being uh, the number five uh, quarterback taken the average. Uh, you know, ADP. Uh, and uh, some stories about him not getting along or maybe alienating some of the veterans on his team uh, in regards to statements he made about Duke Johnson of running back for the Browns, who basically has made no bones about it. He wants to get traded, right? Yeah, so Johnson uh, says he wants to be traded. Mayfield uh, basically suggesting that uh, Johnson's you know, situation with the team uh, is kind of like self-inflicted. He said, "Listen, you're either on this train or you're not. It's moving." So allegedly, uh, the, the uh, several teammates uh, took exception to uh, those words from Mayfield uh, that he would break the uh, unwritten locker room rule. Uh, that you don't uh, get involved in another man's business situation. So, I mean, what do you think about this whole situation with Baker Mayfield? Should he just shut the heck up? Uh, you know, I mean, look, he is the leader of the team. So, in a way, I mean, you don't want him to just, like, you know, not say anything. But when it comes to, like, you know, a, a player's dealings with the uh, front office, maybe he should shut up. Do you think it's uh, questioning whether or not he's going to be a good leader? My turn now? You done? Your turn, baby. Your turn. Your turn. Did I talk too much? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. He, he broke the uh, the cardinal rule. Uh, you, you don't mm-hmm. talk about another man's money. You don't do it. It's none of your business. None of your business at all. And he should know better. And I'm sure he does know now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the old unwritten rule in the locker room. You already said it. You know, you don't get involved in another man's contract situation. You just don't do it. Just shut up and play. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're a leader of the team. And part of being that leader is to support your other players, right? right? It'd be different if it was during the middle of the season or anything like that. This is, but this is the off season. This is business time. Yeah, this is business right. time. You know, so uh, there's no reason to say that because you will have players that look at you sideways. You're only a second year player. All right. And I said even if you were, and we've seen Ben Roethlisberger, right? How much of an ass he's looked like when he's done right. things like similar to this. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a guy who's uh, probably a Hall of Famer, uh, but you're not. All right, just shut up. And when it comes to other people's money, yeah, really, I think he's learned learned that lesson. He will have to learn some hard lessons. The argument here would be that he should have known this anyway. It, this should not be a mm-hmm. lesson he had to learn. You know, get on the train and get off. I understand what he's trying to to do here. I do. He's trying to be a leader. You know, getting everybody on the same page here. Stop worrying about outside stuff. But this is the time when players worry about outside stuff. And they, let's face it, they, they can. You know, it's, it's June, and there's nothing going on in the NFL now. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, he, he, uh, it's a lesson learned, and hopefully he figures it out and doesn't get involved anymore. Because if he keeps it up, he's going to alienate, alienate more players than, gonna have, than he's going to have on his side. Right, right. Good point, good point. Uh, so take a look at some other news that uh, we heard this week. I don't know if you really talk at news. I mean, a lot of the stuff uh, could be just fluff pieces. Like we said, this is kind of like a, a dead part of the uh, NFL season. But uh, James Conner running back for the Steelers in the news. Uh, he uh, was talking about maybe the Steelers uh, lightening his load a little bit this season. Uh, if you look at what happened last season, first eight games uh, of the season last year, he averaged uh, just under 19 carries per game, and he had uh, 4.68 yards per carry. Uh, the last five games averaged 12.8 yards per carry. Uh, uh, no, 12.8 carries per game. <laughs> Could you imagine he averaged uh, 12.8 yards per carry? Woo! Being the, just put him in Canton already. Uh, 4.17 yards per carry. So uh, a little drop-off at the end of the season. Uh, what do you think about uh, Connor and his usage? Well, I think this is what I, sort of what I said earlier. You know, what coaches say now, you know, or players for that matter, and once the bullets fly are two different things. And, you know, right. we, we see coaches say this all the time about their running backs. Oh, yeah, we want to make sure he doesn't get too heavy a load here. Blah, 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 blah. We're protected for the long season. Blah, 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 blah. And then once the game starts, you're trying to win. Guess what? Best player is playing. It's, really, it's just that simple. You know, sure, he might get a break, a series here, a series there. You know, that wouldn't shock me. But, you know, if the carries are 19 a game, fine. If that's what the game dictates because you need to win, that's fine. If it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 14 a game, fine. 17, fine. The game will dictate this. Not what, what they're saying in June. That's the bottom line here. That being said, as far as Connor, I think he is a tough running back to judge. You know, Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, Bell, Gordon, Johnson. I would take them all over Connor. And Gurley scares the crap out of me this season. 
I, he truly does. Me too. Definitely. I, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to have him on any rosters unless he falls. So Connor, Gurley, mm-hmm. Mixon, kind of like Cook this year. Those are probably my next tier. And then you get the mm-hmm. Fournettes of the world, uh, Devonta Freeman. Nick Chubb, I probably have that at the top of that tier. Chubb will only worries me because of Kareem Hunt in the second half. Even yeah. I think that's a small right. worry. I think, I think the only, re- re- only real way that Hunt really carves at the playing times is Chubb's just not playing very well, in which case it may not matter to you anyway. Uh, so that sort of thing. Derek Henry's in here, Marlon Mack, uh, Jacobs, who I uh, happen to like a lot. Uh, Damian Williams, another running back I'm not really sold on like everybody else is. Uh, but as far as uh, Connor, he's still top 10 for me, but he's in that, that tier where it's the 8 to 12 tier. He's still there, mm-hmm. but there, there is some worry because he's a one, you know, sort of a one-year wonder guy. This is, uh, I do wonder, is it the system? That makes the Steelers so, so good with their backs here. Uh, will they? Are they serious about getting other backs some work here? You know, because maybe they don't believe truly that you know Connor can take that kind of load game in, game out. That he's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and once again, this, this is not the football you and I grew up with. It was just one main back. The game has changed so dramatically. So sure, uh, I do sure. wonder that, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, looking at the depth chart for the. Uh, Steelers, uh, Jalen Samuels is uh, right behind him, but he's more the pass-catching uh, back, uh, former tight end, right? But uh, intriguing guy is Benny Snell, who they uh, drafted, the Steelers drafted this year. And it's interesting how you mentioned uh, that he's uh, a Connor in that 8-12 to 12 range. And according to his ADP, very impressive, George. He's uh, number nine. So uh, this is the way it goes right now. You have uh, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, top four. Uh, Gordon Bell, Johnson, and Gurley follow up. That's four through eight. And Gurley, I, I'm like you. I mean, I kind of don't want anything to do with him because uh, I really don't think that uh, he's going to be playing 16 games. I, I just, I feel, I'm not saying that he's, he's going to be a total wash, but at the same time, if I take Gurley and I'm going to need to take him and in, in, as of right now, his ADP is uh, according uh, He's the eighth running back being taken, and his overall ADP is just over 10. So he's a first-round pick in most drafts. And that's going to make me have to take Daryl Henderson, his backup, who I really like, but it's going to have to make me take him a lot sooner than I normally would. Here's your other problem. Malcolm Brown's still there, too. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, listen, if, I think if Gurley were to go down and be like, oh, no problem, I got Henderson, he's the other uh, handcuff, I don't think that's true. I think they'll split really? between Henderson and Brown. And I think that'll just lead you to a bigger problem. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, really, is Gurley the oldest 24-year-old ever, by the way? Yeah. I mean, wow. It has, uh, it's, yeah, it's weird. Just weird. Like I said, uh, Gurley is, uh, I'm going to be very curious in leagues that I actually play in, uh, money leagues, where he goes. You know, and then what mm-hmm. someone does uh, to sort of back him up. I mean, very, it's probably one of maybe the most, maybe the thing I'm curious about most this season is where Gurley goes. Let's talk about the guy last year who was the consensus number one overall pick, right? Everyone was taking Gurley number right. one overall. Yeah, and that, and yes. now we don't know. There's an order. You know, second, mm-hmm. second round, third round. You know, we we just don't know because of what's mm-hmm. going on with his health here and the knees. And uh, it's a strange situation to me. I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very curious. Usually, I don't follow it all that much. I really don't care when where guys go. I'll look at the ADPs, but not really some specific player. Just so I get an idea of where players go, so I know not to draft too early or too late. But Gurley is someone I'm gonna be looking at. And paying attention to because I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what guys are going to do. Since we're talking about uh, running backs, uh, Derek Henry, Titans running back, uh, ADP 14 among running backs. But overall, if you're playing a 12-teamer, looks like uh, he might be there for you in the third round. Any interest in Derek Henry? What do you think about him? Uh, you know, you get really came on late last season. Uh, do you think that he starts the season as, you know, the bell cow? Are you still concerned uh, about him and his usage for the Titans? Well, of course, I have interest in every running back. You have no choice, right? They're not, we know there aren't many, uh, enough of them to go around here. There just aren't. Uh, so Derrick Henry had, uh, couple, he had a big year last year, a couple of really big games. I'm still going to worry, uh, mm-hmm. is the, uh, the passing game a threat enough to make teams back off the line of scrimmage? And as of right now, I don't mm-hmm. think it is. Now, I imagine Henry for me is in that third tier. 
uh, you know, he goes, he comes right after the kind of girly mix and cook tier. He's in there with Fournette, Chubb, Freeman. Uh, this is not my order, by the way. I'm just, just naming running backs in the tier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, Fournette, we'll Chubb, Freeman, it, Henry, yeah. Mack. Fournette, Chubb, Freeman, Henry, Mack. I would put Jacobs and Damian Williams in this tier as well. Uh, Sony Michelle, right now, is just outside the tier, but I, I really, I really like to put him in that tier uh, also. I just think the Patriots are going to run more this year without Gronk. So uh, these guys all have, I like them all, but they all have some issues that I have to worry about. You know, Freeman's the help. Chubb is a uh, hunt. Derek Henry, you already mentioned, uh, is the passing game enough. Marlon Mack, can he handle the load? Josh Jacobs, a rookie, a little guy who I, I kind of really coming around to. And Damian Williams, let's just see how this KC offense does if Tyreek Hill is out for six games or somewhere along uh, mm-hmm. those lines of how they're going to do when teams aren't as worried about that deep threat and uh, don't have to worry about the safety being so far off, the deep safety being so far off the line of scrimmage. So they all, these guys have some kind of uh, warts that are going to make me look at them a little tougher. But you've already said you're not really that concerned with the KC offense when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, at this stage, let's say if Tariq Hill, and we don't know what's going to happen, let's say he, he opens up the season suspended for eight games or so, maybe even the whole year. Who knows? It's up to the NFL, right? We just don't know. Uh, you know, he, he has the uh, basically the best tight end to throw the ball to. Sammy Watkins, who has a lot of talent, but just has had over the years trouble staying on the field. Uh, you're not concerned at all with uh, Patrick Mahomes? Um, I don't really have the way I look at it. I don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes. I know I won't have him in any league because I don't get the quarterback early. <laughs> you know, so I, That's great. Yeah. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time <laughs> worrying about it. You know, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I do play in super super flex leagues, and uh, I also play in uh, two quarterback league. I, I prefer super flex mm-hmm. immensely over two quarterback leagues. I wish teams uh, leagues would go that have two quarterbacks would go to super flex. It's much fairer. You know, I don't know why you'd want mm-hmm. to not do that, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, now, obviously, in those leagues, I will consider Patrick Mahomes, but you know, um, I think he's going to be all right. I do. Uh, even with, mm-hmm. without uh, Tyreek Hill. And I do think Hill gets suspended. And I think it's it's the matter of the way I look at it. Ezekiel Elliott got six games for th- stuff that was nowhere near the severity mm-hmm. of what Hill did. And we all know Hill was involved in it. You know, even if your best case scenario is Hill knew about it and did nothing about it. That's your best case scenario. Right. About it. The worst case scenario is I, mm-hmm. he actually did it. If you ask me, I believe he did it. You know, uh, once again, that's just what I believe. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that vi- I think that audio recording is pretty pretty damning. So he's going to get suspended. The question is how much. Ezekiel got six. I think you said it could be eight. Wouldn't shock me. I don't think it'll be the season, but that wouldn't shock me either, by the way. You know, with, mm-hmm. with Goodell, you truly never know. Listen, it could be two games. Once again, it's Goodell. I never know what he's going to do. But I'm <laughs> right. not all that concerned with Mahomes. But that being said, it's enough to make me think, well, you know what? There's no chance in hell now. That I'm taking uh, Mahomes in a, a two quarterback league or a super flex. In a one quarterback league, I probably couldn't pass up on him if I had that chance to draft him in the first round. There you go. There you go. All right, we'll be back with more weekend fantasy update. To continue to talk a little fantasy football, go back to the fantasy baseball as well. 